Hello and Happy New Year and welcome to this special live edition of Wonderful Life. Today we're going to talk about how to move past anxiety. And uh, you might be thinking, well, hey, uh, it's a holiday. I'm feeling pretty good. It's the new year. The old year is behind us. Um, I'm not anxious, but, and maybe you're not anxious today, and we've got the weekend coming up, but come Monday, when you have to go back to work or school or whatever, that anxiety might creep back on you. So we're going to give you some real actionable tips to help you overcome anxiety today on Wonderful Life. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't want to be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and the author of How to Be Happy When You're Single and You Don't Want to Be Single. What is Wonderful Life? Wonderful Life is my way of describing how it feels when you've made peace with being single. I've always wanted to be married and have a family, but I'm well over 40 and that hasn't worked out for me. And for a long time, that was really a source of deep sadness for me because part of my definition of a fulfilled life is being a wife and a mother. But it wasn't happening and I was really unhappy. And I got to the point where I said, look, you know, the singleness may not change and I just want to enjoy my life. And that's what wonderful life is about. It's not about giving up and resigning and saying, well, I guess I'll just, you know, live whatever. And it's not about getting to a point where you say, I don't need a man. Um, Cause I need a man. I want a man, I need a man. Um, I mean, I know I don't have to have a man to have a full and complete life. I would prefer to be in a relationship, but I don't have one right now. And so Wonderful Life is about helping you really create that life where you're peaceful and you're contented and you're happy because, first of all, that's the best energy for you to have to attract your Mr. Right. But if you're happy and he doesn't show up, you're okay because you're happy anyway. All right, so that's what Wonderful Life is about. So let's talk about anxiety. Um, I'm an expert on anxiety because I've suffered with anxiety for a very long time. I remember some of my very earliest memories from childhood involve feeling anxious about things. And even through college, I would have crippling anxiety sometimes. Um, and there are two types of anxiety. One is what I would call situational anxiety, which is like, hey, my company is laying people off and my boss told me he needs to talk to me today. Am I losing my job? Or my doctor found a lump in my breast, I'm waiting for the biopsy results. Okay, so those are like situations where of course you would feel anxious. That would be normal and expected. But then there's just what I would call generalized anxiety. And generalized anxiety is something that a lot of Americans really deal with. Um, anymore, we're not generally afraid of like, I'm gonna walk outside and get eaten by a tiger. Um, and thankfully, we live in a country where we're not having to worry about, gee, when I go to the market today, am I gonna get blown up by a suicide bomber? 
So we don't have necessarily concrete fear points in our day-to-day -day life. And your brain was really designed to something scary, deal with it, move on. Well, we don't have those things now. So now many of us have just replaced it with a generalized underlying feeling of anxiety, which is, oh my gosh, I feel like something's wrong. Something bad is going to happen. And I don't, I don't, and I don't know what it is, but it's bad. It's going to be bad. Things are bad. Something's wrong. And it's just, you know, maybe you, you kind of feel that way a lot, or maybe you just go through seasons. And certainly what we have been dealing with, um, with COVID-19 has produced a lot of anxiety. And for those of us who are single, being alone might really exacerbate your anxiety because you're alone in your own head without adult supervision. And please forgive me, I've got a kind of a sinus thing going on. So a little sniffly. All right, but don't be anxious about it. The cool thing about a live show is that mistakes will mistakes will happen. So you don't want to be in a, a state of anxiety uh, because if you've ever been in it, you know it doesn't feel good, but it's not good for you. So for example, if you're worried about catching COVID, what you don't want is to be anxious about it because what happens when you're anxious that that term anxiety, what that means is your brain and your body, they're pumping out stress hormones, primarily adrenaline cortisol. And so that increases your heart rate. Um, you know, it's going to make you jittery and nervous. So you got to be able to like move fight or flight, right? Got to get out of here. Um, when your body is in fight or flight, that's your sympathetic nervous system. And what happens is your body does some things like it starts um, diverting the blood to your arm and legs so you can run or fight. Uh, so it shifts, uh, it kind of shuts down your digestion, which honestly is the reason why we have a lot of folks who suffer with IBS and different um, tummy troubles because when you're in fight or flight, your body says, we don't need to digest that sandwich right now because we're about to get eaten by a tiger, we've got to run. Uh, it also shuts down um, your uh, your ability to be imaginative and to come up with creative solutions because it's just like, what, what can I do right now to survive? Also, fight or flight ratchets down your immune system because your brain says, look, we don't need to worry about catching a cold or cancer. We're going to die right now. A tiger's going to eat us. So your immune system is compromised. Now, your body is also, when it pumps out adrenaline, ad adrenaline is inflammatory. So your body also releases cortisol, which is anti-inflammatory to try to tamp down that adrenaline and dissipate it. For women, a problem is when you're under a lot of stress, the body uses progesterone to make cortisol. And progesterone is an important hormone. One of my doctors calls it the not bitchy hormone because progesterone is a calming hormone okay so then you've got women who are having fertility problems uh, or if you're having female troubles you know a lot of it comes back to your stress and your anxiety and so because anxiety and that stress those stress hormones 
start to shut down your immune system, the last thing you'd want to do is be like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid. What if I catch COVID? Because you're actually hurting your own immune system, making it more likely that, you know, you might catch something. So, and, and plus just anxiety, of course, just feels bad. And if you have extreme anxiety, it can keep you from being able to do what you want to do in life. So I, I would also like to just upfront tell you if you're struggling with anxiety, please talk to your doctor because you may have an underlying condition that is causing or exacerbating your anxiety. If you take some type of medication for anxiety, please don't make any changes to that without talking to your doctor. So I already had sort of underlying anxiety. I'm just, I just have sort of an anxiety, an anxious type personality. And I'm, I'm under the care of my doctor medically for that. And then I mean, you know, I meditate and I do yoga and I'm, you know, I have a good spiritual life and everything. Um, but in November, I had a panic attack. Now I, in the last 10 years, I've had three panic attacks prior to this one. So I know what a panic attack is like. If you've never had one, you legit think you're having a heart attack. You really think you're having a heart attack. So the panic attack I had in November was so severe, I didn't think it was a panic attack. And it was really scary. And um, in general, I had been feeling anxious and I couldn't figure out why because, uh, I mean, I'd been dealing with a lot of stuff, but I was on the tail end of it. And I was like, I, I, I feel like I'm, on the other side of the stressful things. So I went to my doctor and it turns out that um, I do have <laughs> an underlying physical condition, which was giving me symptoms that were mimic mimicking anxiety. Things like, you know, a, a faster than normal heart rate and uh, just some other issues. Um, and, you know, so that was, also scary for me. So anyway, what I'm trying to tell you is not only do I know about anxiety, I've now come come through or I'm, I'm in the middle, I'm, I'm about to come out of a physical problem, which, you know, physical anxiety is a little different because if it's just, well, I'm, I'm worried about my job, you know, then I could say, yeah, take some deep breaths, you know, and distract yourself and do something else. When it's a physical issue, managing anxiety is hard. Because it's, you know, my doctor's like, oh, you got to watch your stinking thinking. I'm like, I know that. I do manage my thinking. <laughs> but, you know, when your body's anxious, it's, it's hard. And, and you're like, okay, I'm breathing. But if you've got something going on inside your body chemically, it's not going to necessarily respond. So the things I'm going to tell you today are going to help you even if you're struggling with a physical issue. So this is good stuff. I'm excited. Okay. Number one. Tell yourself a story. Um, I was talking to my sister-in-law because she has been through a situation similar physically to what I'm currently dealing with. And I called her up and I said, I'm just really scared. And I don't even know why I'm scared, but I'm just scared. And it's unlikely that this condition would kill me. I mean, it could, there's an outside chance, but it, that, that's not the most likely scenario. I'm not, so I wasn't, I don't know. I'm just afraid. I don't know why I'm afraid. And she said something that really helped me. Here it is. She said, when you're feeling anxious, your brain is looking for a reason. 
Okay, so your brain is trying to explain why do I feel this way. Now, if it's something like, oh, I feel this way because I'm waiting for the results of the biopsy, or I feel this way because I'm afraid I'm getting fired today. But if you don't have something like that, your brain will just start looking for something. Why am I anxious? Oh, it's because I, I texted my best friend and she didn't text me back in 10 minutes. Or I called my mom and she didn't call me back. You know, what if something's wrong? Or, oh, oh I sneezed. What if I'm sick? You know, so your brain will start, it, it, it's going to tell a story to explain the anxiety. Okay? So you got to get a hold of it. And, and when she said that to me, I was like, oh, this is good. Okay, so my brain wants a story, right? All right, now my niece and nephew, they like to have a story before bedtime. Well, we don't whip out the Stephen King and tell him some horror story. We don't scare him. We don't like say, oh, you, you have a tummy ache? Let's Google and see what could be wrong with you. Um, no, we read them a nice story, right? That's going to make them feel good about like rainbows and princesses and unicorns and cupcakes and stuff like that. Okay, so you tell your brain a story. I said, this is good. My brain wants a story to explain why am I feeling anxious. I'm going to give it a story. Okay, so I started to tell myself a story. You say, well, what, how do I know what kind of story to tell? Positive story. Okay. So what I did for me was I got out my Bible. <laughs> and, and I started writing down some positive story type things. Okay, and and. One reason I'm not being specific about the physical thing I'm going through is because a couple of people that I've mentioned it to have either said like, oh, I know someone who had that and they died. Or, oh, I had that and they go into this big, long horror story. You know, I'm like, okay, thing, thing, words, words I don't want to hear right now are things like died, surgery, biopsy, no, not words, those are not words in my story. So you tell yourself a story. So I, here's the story I started to tell myself and I call it my healing story. Okay, so every day I would say, my body is coming into balance, I'm healthy, I'm strong, I am peaceful, everything is working as it should, everything is functioning correctly and I would just say it over and over and over, okay? So you, t your brain wants a story. When you're anxious, you tell it a story. Tell it a good story. Okay, don't tell it a horror story of like, I'm probably going to lose my job and I'm going to be homeless and then I'm going to get COVID and I'm going to be in the hospital for five years. No, don't, don't do that, okay? So number two, part of telling yourself a story is create a new belief. A belief is just a thought that you keep repeating. Okay, so if you say, um, well, I just have terrible luck. I just have terrible luck. Nothing, I, nothing, I never win anything. I just have terrible luck. You say that over and over and over again, and that's going to be a belief that you have. Okay, so the way you change a belief is you, you create, you have a new thought. Okay, so that goes with telling myself a story. Now, here's the thing. You, you can't give your brain something that's completely untrue because then it's going to be like, you're lying and it won't work with you. So like, I can't walk around and say, I have a million dollars in the bank because my brain's like, no, you don't. But what I could say is I am prosperous. Okay. Or God is prospering me. Okay. Now, how do I know that that's true? Well, because all throughout the Bible, 
we're told that God wants us to be prosperous, not just financially, but prosperous in our health and our relationships, everything. Okay? Um, that you're the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. You'll lend to many nations and you'll never have to borrow. Okay? Um, so I started to tell myself things like, I am healthy and whole. I am youthful and strong. God is with me. I have peace. Okay? I mean, if you're a Christian, you get the fruit of the Spirit deposited on the inside of you. One of those fruits is peace. So you have peace. You may not be cultivating your peace. Okay? But you've got it. So that's what I would start saying. And I just over and over and over. Okay? And and this is where you you have to believe the thoughts that uplift you. Don't believe the negative stuff. Don't believe the, the yucky feelings. Okay? Because, yeah, in the beginning when I was like, I'm healthy and strong, I'm whole, I'm youthful, I feel good. You know, that I was like, mm. <laughs> but I kept saying it over and over. And I, and I knew I could claim that because I know that God's will for, for all of us is to be healthy and whole and strong. Okay, because we, we can't do anything to help anybody if we're weak and sickly. So I knew I could claim that. And I just kept saying it over and over. And so I'm I'm choosing to believe, not the not the oh oh I feel something, I feel weird. I I'm choosing to believe no, I am okay. So so one day <laughs> I've been having some, you know. I'm going through some changes, ladies. And while most women have changes like hot flashes and migraines, no, not your girl here. I get things like morning sickness. Goes from about 10.30 in the morning till about 5 p.m. Intermittently, never know when it's gonna show up. And sometimes feeling really dizzy and lightheaded for no good reason. Like almost passing out. I almost passed out three times, uh, like in the last six months. Okay, so, you know, a couple weeks ago, as, as I've been going through this health challenge, one day I started to feel really nauseous, okay? So I was like, oh my God, am I having a heart attack? You know, what, oh, what's wrong with me? And then I, I stopped and I said, okay, wait a minute. What's a belief that would uplift me? What's a thought that could uplift me? And I said, okay, wait a minute. This is one of my hormonal symptoms, but I haven't had it since I've been having this other physical problem. So the fact that I'm having this hormonal symptom, in my mind, I'm like, well, that could mean like the physical problem is resolving and coming down and that's allowing the hormone problem to come up. I'm like, you know what? That's what I'm going to go with. So I just started telling myself, you know what? Don't worry about it. You're nauseous. It's okay. I took my Dramamine. I was fine. Um, and I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to take this as my body is coming into balance. So the physical situation is balancing out. That's allowing the hormone changes to kind of bleed through, if you will. Maybe not a great choice of words there. So I chose a belief that would help me and support me. Now, I'm not talking about denial, okay? I'm not talking about, you know, just if you, you know, had a fever. I'm not talking about saying like, oh, I'm just having a hot flash. That's that's not what I'm saying. But create some beliefs that are going to support you 
right now. Don't create beliefs that are going to tell your brain a bad story. Okay, remember, you don't want to tell a baby, you don't want to tell, I don't want to tell my six-year-old niece a scary story before bed. Okay, so don't tell your brain a, a scary story. Tell it a good story. Okay, number three, ask for a sign. Now, I know in the Bible we're not supposed to test God, but throughout the Bible he does say we can test him in certain things and try him. Gideon asked for two signs. When, when God said, look, Gideon, you're going to lead the Israelites into victory, Gideon was like, I don't know, is it really you? Give me a sign. And God gave him a sign, and Gideon was like, well, just in case that wasn't real, like, give me a different sign. And even God himself, you know, in the story of Noah, the, the rainbow, God says, that is my sign that I'll never destroy the earth again with a flood. Which, by the way, it just makes me nervous that he said with a flood. Okay, he didn't say, like, I'll never destroy the earth. He just said, I'll never destroy it with a flood. Anyway, so um, Beth Moore calls these things God stops. And stop stands for savoring the observable presence. Okay, um, Gabby Bernstein calls them driftwood. Deepak Chopra calls it synchro destiny. Okay, I'm talking like you're thinking about a friend. You're like, oh, I, sh I need to text her. And then bam, she texts you. Sometimes I'm like, man, I need to call my mom. And she'll call me. Okay, I don't mean like you're talking out loud to your phone saying, gee, I'd like to go on vacation. And then all of a sudden Facebook starts showing you vacation things because that's not necessarily God. It's really Mark Zuckerberg, I think. But you can look for positive signs that are going to reinforce. Don't look for signs about like, I know I'm having a heart attack. Look for signs that will encourage you. Okay, so here's an example. When I go for my walk in the morning, and that's my prayer time, um, I frequently see a hawk. Not always, um, but sometimes. And when I see the hawk, to me, that is a, any hawk, I, I, I interpret that as a sign that God is telling me, you are okay and everything is okay, all is well. Um, now, interestingly, in the Native American tradition, hawks are believed to be messengers of a divine. Um, so this one, on Monday, in fact, just this past Monday, I, I went for my walk and I was like, oh, I kind of like to see the hawk today. Um, and I walked by one of the fences where the hawk is frequently hanging out and there was not a hawk sitting there, but a dove. And of course the dove is the sign of the Holy Spirit and it, it represents peace. And I just was like, oh my gosh, th this is great. Thank you, Lord. And I just felt like that was a sign of God saying to me, like, just be at peace. Um, and then yesterday, actually, I was, I was on, on a walk and I was praying about two specific things. One of which was, dear God, I'd really like you to send me my Boaz and then a different thing. And um, I looked over and, I, and there was a male hawk and a female hawk. They were there together, which I have never in my whole life seen a male and a female together, hunting together. Uh, and I talked to my mom about it. She's like, I've never seen this before either. It was great. And I'm like, oh my God, that's great. Another sign for me is when I find money. Okay, so if I'm walking and I find a penny, I take that as like, oh, thank you, God. Like, you're just telling me everything's okay. Like, my mom, when she finds money, 
for her, that's a sign that her dad up in heaven is kind of like winking at her or whatever. Because my grandfather used to find money all the time when he'd go on his walks. So when my mom finds a penny or something, she's like, thanks, dad. You know, I mean, it could be anything. Maybe you pick something like a butterfly. Okay. So when you see a butterfly, you're like, that's just God's way of telling me he loves me. It could be um, a song. Okay, that, that you hear, like you're like, I just need some encouragement and you turn on your Pandora and bam, there's a perfect song for you. It doesn't matter. Or a friend sends you a, an encouraging text or you flip open your Bible and you see a verse that helps you. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Um, on later in the day, Monday, because I hadn't seen my hawk, I saw the dove. I was driving out of the apartment complex and I was singing this song, uh, Healer by the Women of Faith worship team. Well, you know, the Lord says to make a joyful noise. And so when I'm singing, it's definitely noise. So I'm belting it out. Like, I believe you're my healer. Yeah. You know, um, and I look over and there's the hawk. And I took that as like, thank you, Lord. Like he would like, like God was saying like, yeah, I'm your healer. Like, now you might say, that's a really a lot to infer from a bird. Yeah, but you know, I look at two words on Twitter and freak out. So, you know, you find something that's going to help you. Ask God, ask the universe for a sign. Now, I know people who get really crazy about this and get very confused. So, like, my sign is a dragonfly, and I saw a dragonfly today. What do you think it means? Like, or I've, I've seen people who are like, I'm seeing dragonflies everywhere. What do you think that means? Like, it's springtime. That's what it means. Uh, you can ask for a sign in terms of, um, like, hey, God, I'm going to quit my job on Friday. Um, unless you give me a sign not to. <laughs> you can do that. Uh, for me, sometimes when I've done stuff like that, I start to get a little confused. Um, so, but but asking asking for a sign from the universe or, or a, some encouragement. Um, one time, many years ago, not the boss I have now, a different boss. I remember I was in the ladies' room one day and I was just having a lot of anxiety. He and I hadn't spoken in a while and I was starting to feel anxious about it. Like, oh my gosh, I hope everything's okay. Is he mad at me? What's going on? And um, I just, you know, of course, a lot of times when we're anxious, we think, I want to just fix it. Let me go talk to my boss. You know, and a lot of times having a conversation when you're in that needy, clingy place is not really good. And so I just prayed. I was in the ladies' room and I just said, Dear God, um, I'm feeling anxiety about my boss. Please help me and um, please show me what to do. And I, I'm not making this up. Within an hour, my boss was in my office. He's like, hey, girl, I just want to say hi. I hadn't seen you in a minute. Just wanted to check, see how you doing. What's up? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, huh? Okay, so number four, pray and say. All right, so I just mentioned, let me just tell you one prayer that I learned. Uh, this is from 12-Step Recovery. Is when you're feeling anxious, here's a great prayer and it works. When I first read this, I'm like, that won't work. It works. You just pray and say, dear God, I'm feeling anxious. Please take away my anxiety. And it works. Um... One of the things also that is said in 12-step recovery is 
God will not remove your character defects if you're still doing them. So for example, if I'm saying, dear God, please take my anger away from me, and I'm, um, you know, cursing people out on Facebook or whatever, then, you know, it's going to be tough for God. You know, God's not going to come in and we have free will. You see what I'm saying? So God's not going to come in and like punch me in the face and help me to not be angry, right? So pray and say. What I'm, what I'm talking about here is you don't want to pray and say, dear God, please help me not be anxious. And then call all your friends and be like, I'm so anxious. I'm so anxious. Oh my God, I'm, I'm so anxious. My anxiety. Oh, I have a, I, I'm so anxious all the time. Oh my God, I'm, I'm scared. Okay, because then you're, first of all, you're telling yourself a scary story. All right. But also you're totally negating what you're asking God to help you with. So you, you got to line up your words with what it is that you're asking for. And by the way, this whole like telling yourself a story, creating a new belief, the things you talk about, your brain believes what you say more than what anyone else says. So I don't care. You know, you pick someone that you love and admire. Okay. Like Oprah Winfrey. I love Oprah. So if, if Oprah showed up in my apartment and was like, Mary, you're the best. I love you, girl. You're awesome. You're fantastic. I'm going to give you a hug. And, you know, you are the bomb.com girl. And then she walked away. If, if I then said to myself, well, she doesn't know me. If she really knew me, she wouldn't feel that way. I'm really not that great. My brain believes my words more than the words of anyone else. Okay, and that's why what you say is so important. So again, what I did to help myself out. Now, I went through the Psalms because the Psalms have a lot of good soothing um, passages in them. Okay, um, the Psalms in the Bible are after the book of Job. And the way I heard it said was usually because after you read the book of Job, you know, you need something nice. Um, but I went through there and I wrote down... Actually, over the summer, I wrote down a lot of different verses about things like I feel unmotivated or I'm feeling, you know, fat and old or I feel tired or, um, you know, I'm, I don't feel like teaching today or, you know, whatever. So I went and I wrote down scriptures to encourage me for those different subjects. But with this physical situation I've been dealing with, I went through and I wrote out a bunch of scriptures about healing and anxiety. And I wrote them on index cards. I have way more than this, but I just pulled out a few. So instead of walking around and saying, oh, 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 I'm, I'm anxious, I'm scared. I'm, oh, oh, oh. Instead, I could say Psalm 56.3, which is what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Or I could say Psalm 62.5, find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. This is a good one. I've been using this one for years. Psalm 94.19. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. And then what I did, I carry these around with me. I say them in the morning before I get out of bed, out loud. I say them at night, out loud before I go to sleep. I also took all my scriptures and I recorded them in my phone as a voice memo. So if I have a moment where I'm feeling anxious or I need support, I can play that voice memo and it's my own voice reading the scriptures 
You talk about telling your brain a story and it works. I'm telling you what, it is working. Um, in October, I came out of Walmart, minding my own business. Just went in there to do some grocery shopping, came out. Someone had taken the front end off my Lexus that I've only had for a year. That's my dream car. I've always wanted a Lexus forever and ever. And I finally bought one last year. And I came out of the Walmart parking lot on October 28th. And this guy had hit my car. And I don't mean like bumped it. I mean the front end of my car was in pieces all over the parking lot. And uh, I, was, I was really upset. So we got it fixed. And then we found some more damage being the headlight on the other side of the car started having moisture in it, which it hadn't had before. And I knew it was a result of the accident, went back to the body shop and they were like, well, we don't know. We'll have to see if we can get the insurance company to pay for it, we're not sure. And, and I was like, okay, well, if they don't pay for it, maybe I can just fix it myself. They're like, great, that's $1,100. And so I really needed the insurance company to pay for it because even though I couldn't prove it, I knew that was damage caused by their client freaking hitting my car, which was legally parked. I'm not gonna get into it. So I just, I just started telling myself a story. I'm like, thank you, Lord, I believe the insurance company is gonna pay for this. Thank you, Lord, I believe the insurance company is gonna pay for this. I believe the insurance company is gonna pay for this. I'm gonna be made whole, it's gonna be fine. The insurance company will pay for this headlight. Now I did have to stop and think, I'm like, okay, if they don't pay for it, what am I gonna, what am I gonna do here? Like I have to talk to God and be like, you know, what's up? Um, but the day before Thanksgiving, my phone rang and it was the body shop. And I was like, right row. And they called and said, well, we got your parts in. Can you be here Monday to get your car fixed? I was like, oh, is the insurance gonna pay for it? And they were like, yeah, we got it taken care of. We're all good, we're gonna get it fixed for you. Praise the Lord. Okay, so instead of walking around going, oh, they probably won't get it fixed. Uh, they, I always get screwed. I can't, this whole thing has just been terrible. Instead, I said, I'm going to tell myself a story that is that this is going to work out for me, that this is going to work out for my good, and that I will be, you know, God is our recompense. And God says, I'm the vindicator, and I'm going to make things right. So I just kept going to him saying, God, I didn't do anything to cause this accident. This guy hit me. It's unfair. Now my car's got this another problem and they're saying it's not from the accident, but I think we all know it is. My mechanic said it is for sure. You know, and I'm just believing you are gonna make this right. And I'm not saying that you can just, it's not like name it and claim it. You just say whatever you want and you're gonna get it. I don't believe that. But if it lines up with the word of God and if it's God's plan for you, then yeah, and you say, okay, well, so what if I say, Okay, like right now, let's say I'm, I'm walking around saying I'm, I'm healthy and whole and I'm healed and everything is fine and, and, and my issue is resolving itself. And then let's say I go see my doctor in January and I get, a, I get a test and it's like, oh no, the problem's not gone. You say, well then what, you just wasted, you know, six weeks telling yourself you were fine. But here's the difference. In that time period of telling me, telling myself, I'm good, I'm healthy, I'm whole, things are coming back into balance in my body, everything is healed, everything is in alignment, everything is as it should be. By doing that, I, I get out of fight or flight. Okay, I get into the parasympathetic nervous system. I'm able to relax. And that's the only place where your body can heal. 
okay? And plus I feel better, okay? So if I feel better and it's helping me, if I go to my doctor in January and he says, yeah, things aren't any better, and I'm like, okay, well, I feel good. I'm, I'm in a better space to, to move forward with what we need to do next, right? You with me? So, like, if you, if you said, um, I'm going to believe God for a promotion at my job, okay? And then let's say you don't get the promotion. And, I mean, I've, I've had that happen before where I really thought in the natural I was supposed to get a promotion. I really believed I was going to get it, and I didn't get it. You know, and then you're like, dang, what's up, universe? I get that. But if that happens, at least the time leading up to it, you felt better. And you say, okay, yeah, but then when I don't get the promotion, I'm going to be, I'm going to be devastated. Not necessarily, because you could also say, God, if it's your will, if it's in the highest and best interest of everybody, I would like to have this promotion. And if I don't get it, then please help me to be okay with it. Okay, you can ask for that. So, I'm just telling you, this stuff is going to work to help you with your anxiety. It, it really will. Um, now, if, if you are struggling with loneliness right now, I have been struggling with loneliness, um, especially with the pandemic. It's, it's, you know, it's been very challenging. If you go to wonderfullife.com, I've got a, a free video on how to overcome loneliness there that'll help you. I've got a bunch of free stuff that'll help you out. Um, you, you, know, you can get the book. That's not free. Uh, we've got merchandise. No pressure. I don't need your money. Um, but if you go to wonderfullife.com, that's where we post a new blog every Friday. I am posting a blog on this very show. So that'll, that'll be there. All this will be there for you in writing, as well as a copy of the video. And you can check us out on Apple Podcast. We have a podcast, Wonderful Life, on Apple Podcast. But you can always connect with us, as I said, on wonderfullife.com. And I want to thank you very much for tuning in for this special live broadcast. And I wish you a very happy new year, full of peace and full of all of the good things that you want for your life. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you again next time.